Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. Not just in Ukraine and Russia and other third world countries, but we are at war right here in our homeland, right here in our community, right here in uh, the land of the USA where we're supposed to be the land of the free. We are at war in our homes, in our schools, in our community. Every part of our lives, we are at war. And as Christians, as believers, we have to understand that. We have to understand that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and to destroy. Do you understand that? The enemy does not like you one bit. And oh, I just love that last song. The battle belongs to the Lord, it does. The battle belongs to Jesus. But church, I want you to know, if you don't have Jesus, you're losing the battle. You are losing the war. You are losing. And there's some of us here that has lost a lot of things. But I pray and I hope that today will be the day that you get that back. You get that because you're going to put everything at his feet. You're going to put everything at the cross. Oh, when I, our, our scripture is going to be in Ephesians 6 chapter 10 and we're going to be the next several weeks we're going to start talking about the armor of God and how we need to put on the full armor of God how important it is for us to be suited up for warfare you know when I started going to the fire academy and one of the things that they, they train us constantly, every day, we work on bunker drills. And these bunker drills are to help us get suited up, to get in, to get ready and get prepared to go into a house that is full of flames or a building that is on fire. And, and the thing that they do is they, they make sure that we put on every single piece of that clothing. We have our helmet, we have our face mask, our, our head shield, our, our, uh, our uh, boots, our pants, our jacket. And right before we go into the fire, we have our partner right there and we're checking each other's uh, protection. Making sure there's not a skin that is showing because if there was a piece of skin that was showing or a weak part of your bunker uh, gear... You're going to feel it when you get into the heat. And our objective as firemen is that we get into and we save life and we save property. We go in there with that mindset, saving lives and saving property. If we know that there's somebody in the house that is stuck, our priority is to get in there and get that person out and get them out of safety, out of, in a, of harm's way. But we cannot do that unless we are suited up. We can't do that unless we make sure that we have our full protective gear. And there's some of us that are walking around 
with no kind of armor and you think you're okay. You think you're okay. Let me ask you a question. And this is a participation with you, but I want you to be honest. How many of you came to church with your cell phone? Raise your hand if you got your cell phone with you. Raise your hand. Okay. The majority of us have our cell phone. We do not dare to leave our house without our cell phones, right? For most of us, probably 99% of us. If we forget our cell phones, we worry, right? And sometimes we'll even make that trip back home to look for that cell phone. Sometimes if we can't find it, we, we, we'll spend all day just tracking that cell phone. Man, that's how we need to be with the full armor of God. We, can't, we cannot leave the house without being in his word, knowing the truth. We have to make sure that we have completely suited Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father. Father, I pray that, that you would stir something in our hearts this morning. Father God, I know there's people here that has been fighting all kinds of battles. But Father, I pray that they would leave here with a sense of peace, a sense of joy, and just a sense of readiness to be able to, to fight whatever it is that they're going through and knowing that you, that the battle belongs to you, Lord. And so, Father, I pray that this message will speak to somebody in a mighty way. May it speak to me, Father, for I need to be reminded. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So how silly would it be if I did go into the house that was full of fire with no kind of protection, right? How silly would it be for uh, uh, the football team that is fixing to face their opponent, that they go out on the field without any helmet or pads, any kind of protection? We would think it's funny. We would think it's crazy. We would think they're losing their mind. They're out of their mind because they're going. I kind of wonder if that's what God sees me sometimes. Richard, you're going to walk out of your house? You, you, you forgot your belt. You ever forget your belt? The other day, Becky reminded me, hey, you, you, you need to get your belt. You know, with belt, it holds things up. It, has, it puts things in place. And over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to go over each article of the armor of God, how Paul describes it in Ephesians chapter 10. And this is what he says, Ephesians chapter, um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Okay? He's saying, finally. Okay? Listen. Finally, my brother, I want you, brothers and sisters, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not our own power, not of our own doing, but the power of his might. And he says, put on the whole armor of God, the whole armor of God, not just 
pieces of it or don't put just don't put most of the armor. He says the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil so that you can stand against the enemy's schemes. Because in verse 12, he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, 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 take up the whole armor of God. Paul is saying it again. He's saying it again. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Verse 14, he says, stand, therefore, stand. We're seeing that that word stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always, praying always, With all prayer and supplication in the spirit, not in the flesh, but in the spirit, being watchful, keeping our eyes open to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, the utterance may be given to me. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. That in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We're going to be looking at Ephesians 6 and we're going to be focusing on the belt. The belt of truth. In a world filled with lots of wrong doings, in a world filled with lots of wrong ideas about who you are or who we are or, or what will save you, I want you to understand that we begin with the belt of truth because you have to know the truth. And you have to discern between the truth of God and the lies of the enemy. I just love that uh, uh, the whole analogy of the armor of God. I mean, I just picture it. There's Ephesians 6 uh, armor of God poster that that Becky has in the shop and it's of a of a guy with this full armor and it has the scripture for each part of the armor and I always could be remi- I'm always reminded of that soldier just suited up but not really seeing what is the purpose of the belt 
We think of a belt to hold our pants up, right? Praise God that that is what it's used for. But it's more than that when you think about in the, in, in, in the army of the Roman soldier. The belt was very important. It did keep its armor together. And a lot of times they would connect the breast uh, plate to the belt. And it would be secured. Not only did it secure its armor through the belt, but it also secured the, uh, the sword. The case of the sword. And we're going to talk about the sword later on. There's so much importance of the belt. And he calls it the belt of truth. Because we have to begin there. If we want everything in our, li- in everything in our lives to get connected, it begins with truth. What truth are you believing? What lies are you believing? John 8, verse 31, Jesus says this. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in me, my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know what? The truth. You should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Oh, I love that verse. Can you imagine of really being free? There's a lot of us here that thinks that we are actually experience true freedom, but we're so much into bondage. And Jesus says he wants us to make us totally free. And then they answered him. He says, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say You will be free. I believe that there's some of us here that says that this morning. Man, I've never been in bondage. I don't have a problem. What are you talking about? I'm free. And this is what Jesus says. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And the slave does not abide in the house forever. But a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And see, what I love about this is that we were talking about this in our Sunday school class. See, the enemy says one thing, and it's totally opposite of what God says. If God says that the son makes you free, what does the enemy do? Makes you in bondage. What are we in bondage of? What am I in bondage of? Pride? Humility? What are you? What sin in your life that you have to allow God to work? That way you could be free of that sin. He didn't say it was a possibility. Oh, if you just come to church and if you just uh, follow me, uh, there's a possibility that you might be free. No, he says you will be free. Just like this belt on my waist will hold my pants up, right? The belt of truth. I love this analogy that I, 
that I, I heard a couple of weeks ago of, of a hamster, and it's a hamster in a cage, and, and it goes up to the cage to the, of the wall, and it sees the freedom that it has available to it outside of the cage. And so what does the hamster do? The hamster gets in the, in the hamster wheel, and it just starts running and running and running and just looking and focusing that he's going to just run even faster and faster, and eventually it will be free. Ten minutes later, that hamster's running. It's not going anywhere. 20 minutes, the hamster's running, not going anywhere. An hour goes by, and the hamster is not going anywhere. At some point in that hamster's life, that hamster needs to realize that all it's doing is just spinning its wheels. It's going to get tired. It's going to get wore out. It's going to ask questions, what is this for and what am I doing wrong? Why can I not get anywhere? Why can I get anywhere in my relationships? Why can I get anywhere in my finances? Why can I not get anywhere in my job? Why can I not get anywhere in anything in my life? It seems like I'm just stuck in a rut. All of us are like that in that, can relate to that hamster. But what happens is if that hamster really wants true freedom, That hamster has to be connected to the owner and the owner has to put his hand in the hamster cage and pick up the hamster and take it out of its cage and allow it to be free. And that is true freedom that the hamster is experiencing. There's some of you here that has been spinning your wheels round and round and round and all you have to do is just stop and surrender and know and realize that there is a greater power that we cannot live on this life alone and we cannot do things on our own and we have to allow God, to come in and to intervene and let the hand of God move you. Amen. You have to. You have to. He wants us us to experience true freedom, church. He wants us to experience true freedom. In verse 14, Paul says to stand. We have to stand. There's going to be times, church, you and I, us, we're going to be going through the storms of life. And our prayer is going to be, God, get us out of this storm. But maybe our prayer just needs to be, you know what, God, let me just stand firm in the middle of the storm. You probably heard the story of the Ukraine president as the war, as they were getting prepared to be attacked by Russia. And, and the U.S. contacted the, the president of Ukraine and, and U.S. says, look, we'll get you out of there. It's fixing to get bad. We're going to we'll send some people your way to get you out. Oh, how easy would have been for all of us. Yes, hurry up. Right? I don't want to face this storm. I don't want to face this battle. I don't want to face this war. Yes, get me and my family out. But he didn't say that. He says, no. He says, no, I am going to stand firm and I'm going to fight. I don't need you to come and get me. He says, but I do need you to send me equipment 
to send me the resources that I need to fight this battle. And that's exactly what we as believers in Jesus Christ, that should be our prayer. Lord, I don't know if, how I'm going to get through this storm, but send me. Send me the resources that I need to fight this battle, to go through this battle of life. Let's pray. Let's be a church that is not willing to look back on the enemy scheme. Let's be a church that is willing to be strong and courageous to go through whatever that battle that the Lord has for us. I don't want us to be a church that is scared, that is fear, that has so much fear that we don't want to move when God tells us to move. Let's be a, a strong church, a courageous church. Why? Because we realize as a church that the battle does not belong to us. He goes before us. He goes before us. So Jesus, give us strength to be able to stand firm. And Father, I pray that we would know the truth so the truth can set us free. See, when you know that the truth is, is Jesus when you know that it's only him that can save you, it's only him that can change you. The other approaches that the world has to offer, we start looking at it and it seems we can't do it. It won't work. Hey, just be nicer. That would help. Just be nicer. No. Hey, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be free to, to anger out your emotions to people around you. It's good for you. No. Scripture says that we should be slow to anger, quick to listen. But the world tells us it's okay to burst out. It's okay to show your anger. The ways of the world, when we when God begins to reveal things and give us new eyes, we start seeing things differently. See, we know that in order to, to get healthy and lose weight, what do we have to do? We have to eat right and exercise. As much as I wish, and I, I wish it was like this, that we could just simply close our eyes and while I eat that chocolate cake or that cheesecake, I could just pray that it would be nutritional Right? But it can't. And we can't just expect the calories to disappear, right? We can't just eat food with the letter H to think it's healthy, right? There's only one way. And that's the same thing with truth. There's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter how you slice it, doesn't matter how you you eat it, if it doesn't have Jesus, you're missing it. You're missing it. Jesus is the key. So let me ask you this, church. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe he is the truth? And do you believe that that truth will truly set you free?
See, in John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, he says, I am the way. And I am the truth. And I am the life. It's really simple. Why? Why do we make things so complicated? Why? Let's just focus on him, on his son. And it begins with learning to put the full armor of God, to put that belt on. Because we have to be ready. See, when, when I picture when the soldiers are getting ready and they're putting on their armor, you know, their helmet and their breastplate and, and their, their skirt or their pants or whatever it is that they may wear back in those days and, and they're getting their sword ready and sharpened and, and their shield ready. And I could just imagine they have their belt. They tighten it up. And make sure everything's in place. And then what happens? They're ready for war. They are ready for war. Sometimes I used to like to watch these uh, uh, fighting videos, you know. I don't know. I, I shouldn't see them. But I, you got to understand, I, I, I love to, I actually love to fight, you know. I, was, I love martial arts and, and kickboxing. And, and so I really like that. It, and it's, I just think it's so uh, crazy when uh, you see people fighting and, and they get ready, you know, they'll, they'll take off their shirt and, you know, they get all these things and they're like, oh, let's go, let's go. Or the ladies, especially the ladies, they'll, they'll take off their earrings and, and maybe their chanclas and they get their hair in a bun and, and they get ready. And that's exactly how we need to be when we are suited up. Let's go. Let's tighten up that belt. Let's make sure everything's intact because we're ready to fight. Because why? Because we are at war. And we have to be ready. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, he says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always be ye prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. But he says, yeah, do it in gentleness and respect. We have to be prepared. I'm not saying that we're going to go out there and just start swinging at people, right? You're the devil, pal. No, that's not it. That's not how we fight the battles. We fight it with love. We fight it with peace. We fight it with the fruit of the Spirit. That's what he gives us. And when we realize that and we start, okay, Paul says that without love, we're just making a lot of noise. We got to have love, even in our arguments. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to to, uh, disagree on on things and and have different opinions and different, you know. But if it goes against God's word, God's right and everybody else is wrong, period. But, you know, it's okay to have different different opinions just in, in life. But it doesn't mean that we have to go out on an all-out war. Because why? Because 
Paul says it earlier. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against the spiritual realm. It's against the enemy's scheme. We have to make sure that we are putting on the full armor of God. And it begins with knowing the truth. Knowing the truth. As Gary comes up and we get prepared for a closing. See, church, all of us are, are tempted to create our own truth. Our own truth about life. But let's be honest. We create those truths just to make us comfortable. See, it's, 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 we all want to be comfortable, right? We all want to make sure that all, everything is, is fine and dandy and that we're not going to go through any storms. Everything's perfect. That's what the enemy wants us to believe. But we are going to go through some storms. We are going to go through some trials. But God has given us the ability to withstand those trials. God has given us the ability to fight those battles. It's in his word. It's right here. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy that God gives us everything we need here See, church, we will, we will, you will remain trapped in your lives until you finally know the truth, and that is Jesus. So as Gary begins to play, maybe you, you feel like you're that hamster, and you just keep going through life, and it's just one thing after another and it seems like you're not getting anywhere well maybe God is calling you to repent from whatever sin or whatever it is that is hindering your relationship with Christ I want you to take that opportunity to come allow us to pray over you allow God to really set you free maybe you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you've never done that that is the place to begin because he is the way he is the truth and he is the life if that's you please come come now prayer, maybe over something that you're dealing with in your life, I'm here to pray over you. If you're not comfortable coming to the front, Greg is back there, and he'll pray over you back there.
thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.